Hello and welcome to the Art of It podcast. I'm your host, Sam Paul. I just wanted to say thank you for anyone who's listening right now. This is our very first episode. Um, I am truly excited about this podcast. It was started just um, honestly out of a a sheer idea to get um, just honest, candid conversations about creativity, about music, about design, um, around all those things about small business ownership, entrepreneurship, those sorts of, those sorts of things. And um, these are a collection of talks just with some of my close friends um, as we kind of uh, basically kind of transform ourselves into a full-grown podcast where we'll have multiple guests during the week. But as of right now, our podcast is going to be released typically every Monday morning. This is a little bit of a later edition, Monday evening. Um, but from now on, the podcast will be airing Monday mornings. Um, so you can listen on your way to work. Um, on your way home from work, wherever you listen, like to listen to podcasts. We just want to be here for you. Um, and like I said, this podcast is just meant to be meaningful conversations around the topic of creativity um, in many different areas. Um, and I am truly excited about this first episode. Um, I got to sit down with a really great friend of mine. His name is Zorn McGuire, um, a truly, truly good friend of mine, gifted musician, great drummer. Um, uh, uh, I mean, so gifted in so many different instruments. I um, mean, is now working as a musical director all over the Valley in Phoenix. Um, and is just uh, an incredibly smart person. He loves um, searching for new creativity, new passion, new excitement, just an all-around great guy. He's very smart. He's very passionate and very incredibly creative. Um, A great friend of mine. I feel fortunate to even know him and where it was able to have him in the studio. Um, And so I really hope you enjoy the first episode of The Art of It. It's not like I don't have to be like, hello, welcome to the Art of It podcast every single time. I'll probably record that once and then play it at the beginning, then intro song, then lead into. And then you can even have little parts of these conversations as Mm -hmm. you lead into um, um, the actual podcast. Exactly. Exactly. Some of my my favorites are um, um, listen to like Song Exploder or listen to um, Radio Lab, obviously. I love how you chime in like... Yeah. This conversation mm-hmm. with the actual, yep. you know, it's starting. For sure. So, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a, a number of different podcasts that I've been inspired by that, that have got me to, but I mean, yeah, it's been like a, it's been a couple months in the, in the works and it was really funny because for the first couple months I was like, no, this is such a stupid idea. Don't do it. And I ran it by Christina, my wife, and she was like, people love to hear you talk. It'll be fine. And I was like, and when she said that, I was like. Oh, okay, I got to do this. Like it was, Dude. it was because I'm a little bit of like our relationship is kind of funny because I'm like a little bit of like the balloon floating away and she's like the cute little girl holding the string. Like because I'm constantly dreaming and not that she's not a dreamer, but she constantly is like, wait, but did you think about like the long term right, right. or the sustainability? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so um, I'm gonna intro a little bit just of our relationship. So our guest today is Zorn McGuire. We've known each other for going on three-ish years, a little bit, maybe yeah. a little bit longer at this point. 
were former work colleagues um, a couple years ago at uh, in a ministry capacity. Zorin is a incredibly talented musician and a music director experience in that kind of realm. And now, correct me if I'm wrong, but more so um, music contracting in a sense. Like you're uh, you're kind of you travel and you play for different bands. Still and... music directing, but just more self employed doing that. Oh yeah, more yeah, than okay. for you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah music contracting, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what I knew about you from when I originally met you was that people always said that you were a talented drummer. But I found out very quickly that you that's kind of your roots in music, but more so now you desire to be known as a musician rather than a drummer. I feel like people were kind of putting you in that space and you were kind of thinking to yourself, but I'm want to be more than that. Like I want to, you know, you've done so much to cross train yourself um, with that kind of thing. So tell me about kind of like maybe what the last like six months have looked like. So um, going back to that musician thing, when I moved to Arizona, I was known for a drummer because that's where I moved. You know, that's exactly. what I did. Yeah, sure. For And that's what I built my life on. When I came here, I accepted a job at the ministry that we worked at mm-hmm. to be a music director. And um, that forced me to learn other instruments. So oh, that's yeah. where that whole musician thing so last six months have been kind of weird um and kind of great at the same time uh, oh yeah of course um i'm been contracting and traveling and playing and MDing, and i mostly do um <coughs> excuse me i mostly am doing uh church uh camp stuff or, or even just kind of traveling and, and doing even secular stuff too so yeah it's kind of going back and forth and i'm just kind of all over the place i'm enjoying it um and i'm traveling out of town but yeah it's like it's good it's kind of freeing i live downtown i yeah. work for myself during the day is very like walk around my house i work on what i need to work on That's and right. then i'm out of town mm-hmm. come back not the you know what we used to do Nine to four, nine to four, nine to four. Right? right. I did that for a while. Yeah. And then I came back to that ministry role. And then now I'm back to it. And right. I kind of feel like this is what I'm, I should have been doing the whole time. Mm. You know? Yeah. And obviously there's scares with being able to pay rent as a musician. Absolutely. And yeah. being able, you know, I have a daughter. So being able to support my daughter. And um, I'm making more than what. Yeah way more than what I thought I would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's, it's been the same story for me on, because it's so funny, we exited that ministry role and both kind of around the same time, a little bit, a little bit different timeline. I was there a little bit longer, but we exited and I think we probably initially had for the first maybe seven, 10 days, we had that, that initial feeling of like absolute freedom where you were super stoked and then you were like, but where's rent going to come from? And we spent, you know, I as a, as a graphic designer, I probably should have prefaced that, as a graphic designer working in that ministry capacity, when I left, I thought I needed to find something full-time again. Like, I was like, I have to do this, you know, for my for, for my wife, for the house, for, you know, to pay the bills and all that kind of stuff. And then um, it was just closed door after closed door. And I think I was I was just on the hunt for something that, that necessarily wasn't ever going to happen. And so finally, I just stopped. And I told my wife, I said, what if I just don't keep applying? for other jobs. And I remember her kind of having an initial freak out, but I was like, but Hey, I was, 
you know, I had so many freelance clients when I was at work that I was actually not working at work while I was at work. And that kind of, I noticed was... I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was... you'd be done with your stuff so fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd make sure that I was done by every, with everything by like noon so yeah. that I could work on and freelance then, yeah, stuff. Yeah, freelance. Okay, that's funny. So, um, and it's been now, I think I'm coming up on, well, April, May, I'm coming up on 12 months of just total freelance design as well as like the little GCU thing that's on the side. And that's um, like, it's been, it's been crazy because I thought like, well, I could do this, but like, I'm probably going to be in the poor house, but it's been so blessed and so incredibly crazy that I've made more than I made more right with than you. I made making salary, yeah. which has been crazy. And it's fun. You, yeah. You're at home. Um, you're in the comfort of your home. Absolutely. I'm a clean freak, so I get to clean my house now exactly. a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and you to be able to do that, you got to have your own self drive. If right. you don't have that drive, you're never right. going to make it. You always have to be looking, especially for creative. You always have to be looking for the next thing. And if you're not, and you're sitting and just relying on what you already do, yeah, um, that's just not going to work. And I I think even people that have nine to five jobs, if you're not constantly looking for the next thing to better yourself. And yeah. you know me, that's what I'm all Absolutely. about. I used to Absolutely. push people and I still do constantly. Like, um, if you're not looking for that next thing or somewhere to go, yeah. times will pass you. Yeah. And the the rate in which we are in right now in this oh, world, my goodness. it will pass you yeah. within six months. And yeah. that's crazy right yeah. now. Things are continuously over and over changing. Yeah. So. No, absolutely. And I think that that's, I think that's a really good point. Cause I think that also at the same time with in that, I completely agree with you that idea of if you're not chasing after it, or if you're not going for it, you have to be aware of the fact that somebody else is. And it's, it, it kind of as it keeps you at like a little bit of a, a little bit of a competitive nature, but also I think with me and design, I think too, it was laziness versus motivation because I think for a while I kicked myself a lot thinking I was lazy like you're being lazy, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. When it really was like a lack of motivation. When because I then I'd have like a project fall on my lap that I was like, whoa, this is a really cool project, and I would work all night long on it because for me, like I was motivated again. And so I think it's I think there's like a weird line between laziness and motivation. And I think that yeah, as a creative, you have to be chasing the next thing because, like you say, it's 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 moving so incredibly quick, so fast. Yeah. And lazy and motivation, like even even that. Um, that's as a creative and being working from home now mm -hmm. um, and for yourself you have to balance this act of I don't want to do something versus I need to do something right? right and what days you pick and choose right because I truly believe rest and taking those lazy days help you be more Absolutely. creative and Absolutely. help you be pushed further yeah. and not feeling like if you get too bogged down of what the next guy's doing, because you can go on Instagram and start looking at what everybody else oh, is doing, yeah. and you know, but we forget what their backstory is or how long it took them to get to that point. Yeah. And you know, I'm a little older on the spectrum, and I'm I'm competing. I feel like in my age group, I'm competing with younger and older, right? So I'm oh, born sure. in '86, so it's I'm got this younger generation that. I'm keeping up with and then <laughs> on top of an older generation that I keep so I feel really yeah. in the middle of what's happening but it's really cool at the same time too um, but yeah working from home is just a different creature it's definitely yeah. uh, and and even this like this right here where we're sitting in this podcast room you know I, I've been reading 
um, this book that I got from my friend. <coughs> Excuse me. How to manage your time and oh sure uh, yeah you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So there's a room in my house specifically for working. Yeah. And I that's I don't do anything else in that. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm in love with this room right now. This this right. is a podcast room, and yeah. I hope that this only is your podcast room, right. and so that now. When you come in here, you get juices flowing. There's candles in here. I'm explaining the room right now because yes. this is so sick. Yeah. I just need to know that. Yeah. Sam has always been it's great my ha- with... It's my yeah. happy place. Yeah. And so, like, you're working in here. You're mm-hmm. putting forth, you know, effort in here. And then the rest of your home is is relaxed. Because if you start trying to work from everywhere in your home yeah. and you relax there, it's yeah. just... You're going to start tunneling mm-hmm. down. You know? Yeah. No, I completely agree with you. And that's... That's kind of why I've created this space is this is my like creative room where I come and get away. And even if I need to work on some stuff, maybe it's like after dinner or whatever, even I'll tell my wife, I'll go, Hey, I need to, I got to go in the office for a little bit and just work on a few things. And she knows that that's like, that's just my little, she knows that I've got to go and just kind of get deep into that creative mode. And she knows that if she pulls me out of that too early, I'm going to be grumpy. Um, and if she doesn't let me do it, then I'm going to be even more grumpy. So, um, I've just got to go, you know, even if it's like for 30, 45 minutes, it doesn't even have to be long, but if it's something that like, you know, as a musician, maybe it's a, maybe it's a tune that hits you or something like that. For me, it could be a, a a color palette or a design or a brand or a logo. And if it hits me, like I got to go get it and I got to put it on paper or get it on the screen or whatever, and just make sure that it's there or else I'll lose it. And I, and I forget who told me, but, (laughs) excuse my coughing, um, I believe, I forget who told me, but they, they once told me like a creativity's flying through the air always. And I don't know if I, I don't know if I believe this or not, but I, I kind of like us as creatives do this naturally without even thinking about it. So there's creative things flying in the air and sometimes those creative things pick you. And if you don't act on it picking you and flush that out, it'll go to the next person. Yeah. So you start to think about that like, oh, I got this idea. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. And and then you start to think about other musicians and other artists that, where did that come from? Well, maybe right. these creative ideas that are in the air that are just always floating, yeah. it picked you. But if you never embarked on it or you think about ideas that never got put into place, right? Yeah. From people that just, ah, that's never going to work. Or, you know, right. yeah. the hardest thing is yeah. getting started. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... It's awesome to hear that, and for me too. Yeah. If I hear something or I see something, I now, and I didn't used to, but now immediately go flush it out because I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of dumb, you know. I can say that's kind of dumb, but rudimentally in my mind, I go, "Oh, that picked me." Yeah. I need to go flush this out. Yeah. No matter what comes of it, yeah. maybe yeah, it's yeah. nothing. But the more, <laughs> the more you do it. <laughs> The greater idea it'll be. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, no, I completely agree with you on that. I think that, um, oh, who is it? There was, I know, yeah, we're both like trying to talk about things we've heard before and we're blanket, but I remember seeing a, here, hearing a podcast that it was a guy who wrote a book and I can't remember what the book was called. My big brother was telling me about it and then I listened to the podcast, but it was a guy that wrote a book about life has these meaningful moments. And it's like these moments of like that you should notice things. But I think, and it wasn't necessarily talking about creativity, but I think in a sense, like you 
notice those things and yeah you go and you you put it down i was listening to an interview recently with of all people gwyneth paltrow yeah and she was talking about being married to chris martin coldplay singer yeah and she was talking about how like yeah they're, they're divorced now she's remarried but she was talking about they have a really great friendship they daughter their or they 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 parent their daughter um, and also but she was talking about like this memory that she had that they were sitting at the dining room table and they had a they were having dinner together and they were just having a great time they were laughing talking about whatever chris got like that spark and he like got up, ran to the piano, and she said within like forty five minutes to an hour, he had written the entire song "Paradise." <laughs> like, and I mean, and that's it's it's Chris Martin who is right. otherworldly, other but at the same time, like that speaks to those moments. But that's that a muscle kinda, too, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. continuing to get up every time and not yeah. doubting yourself yeah. is where and, and is where you learn that muscle, and is where you get better at. Um, songs coming out or graphics or whatever that is coming out yeah. quickly and more correctly the first time. Does yeah. that make sense? Oh, but yeah. never the problem is is most of us creatives never get to the point of exercising that muscle. We sure. just doubt ourselves and stop. Yeah. Right? Oh, I can't do that. Or yeah. I'm not gonna flush that out because of whatever or I'm in the middle of something instead of it being a priority and realizing like this life is very much up and down and yeah. um um when these things come it could it could change your life right right absolutely and so if you think about it and then it it's importance like that then it kind of becomes more important to you when these Definitely. things come and you surround yourself with you know what i mean yeah. opportunities to make sure you get them yeah. down yeah absolutely. but it's exercising the muscle yeah absolutely i wanted to ask you um, because I think it'll be kind of in that same process, but, um, you have been, since I've known you at least, and I've only known you for three ish, four years, something like that. But the, I wanted to ask you what your history with music was like growing up. Like, was it a family thing? Was it something that had, was it just, it hit you? Was it a friend? Whatever. And then when was the moment that maybe you, um, had that that shift where you're like, yeah, I'm good at drums, but like I want to be like I want to get better, I want to grow, or was that desire kind of always there? So um, I'm gonna credit a little bit of that to um, my mom okay. and her work ethic. Yeah. Of of just I watched her, and and, and subconsciously, but I watched her um, be, start as a secretary and work her way to a vice president of a company. Dang. So. That work ethic, once I started something, was always there. It wasn't leaving. You mm-hmm. know, like, yeah. um, music for me was just always something that that was there. My brother was big into music. My uncle was big into music. Um, and I'm learning that I even my stepbrothers were big into music. Um, I'm still learning now. And um, I think it was something that was always inherited in me. Okay. <laughs> but... Uh, you know, you say that sometimes it's like, hey, I was born with this. Again, I don't know right. which yeah, one way right. I feel about that or the other, but yeah. I'm going to go and throw that out there. Like, yeah. It just was something that was always around me, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, have, I really didn't have any other interests. I just always was surrounded by people either rapping or making beats or whatever else that looked like. And then watching my mom's work ethic and yeah. knowing like, hey, you're going to choose this path. Know that one, this isn't the most lucrative path to this may not look the way that you want it to look because us all as musicians or anybody you want to play look let's stop lying you want to play on the biggest stage on the biggest thing that you can and be as known as you can of course if you're not if if you're not i mean okay if you don't believe that (laughs) i don't know 
but sure. you're yeah, not yeah. telling the truth to yourself. I get what you're saying. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't look like that for me. I've played some humongous stages. I've toured Europe with a great band, the Technicolors, mm-hmm. um, which was great. I've done some great. I've been overseas. I've been in the country. It looks very random to me. But at the end of the day, I make a living playing music. That's right. Yeah. And so that's where I have to be appreciative of. And that's where I have to start. And who knows, like, where life's going to take me after this and yeah. what it's going to look like. Yeah. But um, you're puppy, so you just don't mind. <laughs> um, um, if you can hear him panting, that's what that noise is, you guys. Um, so I, I don't even... I don't even know like where it came from. I just think it was there, and I think that I, I think that embarked on it. Now, as far as drums go, knowing that like drums was it for me, uh, I don't know if there was a sincere moment other than um, me just and the work ethic of knowing like sure you know. And, and when you started to get recognition around your community of where you're at, like, oh, man, this guy can play. And you start to hear that, then it's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. But what what I think what made it great was um, having my mom's work ethic and not settling for, I heard it was great. Because a lot of people will stop there. Sure. Hey, yeah. you're great. Oh, I'm done. I've hit I'm it. I'm done. I, yeah. I've hit rock. You, you know yeah. what I mean? I, I'm at the top Peaked. of the mountain. Yeah. And... My mom wouldn't let me, you know, just mm-hmm. the way that I watched her sure. wouldn't let me. And so um, I don't know if there was necessarily a moment in time, but it definitely was just working hard. I Here's the thing. Here's what I say. My brother always tell me, um, if you don't enjoy the grind of getting better, you're not going to enjoy the fruits of what you do. That, wow. I really enjoy the process of yeah. sitting at home mm-hmm. and learning something and being frustrated that I don't have it and walking around and going to get orange juice and coming back. <laughs> and I love that part. Yeah. If you don't love that part, I don't know if creativeness is for you because right. it's a lot of that behind the scenes. It is. You know? yeah. It's a lot of frustration by yourself, Yeah. mad that you know you can do something, but it's not coming out. Your hands and your mind aren't matching each other or, right. you know, your voice and your mind, whatever that may be, your hands and your, your eye, whatever that yeah. is. Because your mind can go all day. Mm-hmm. It's getting your limbs to match what your mind is that's right. thinking, right? Yeah. So if you don't enjoy the grind of it, and that's what I think made me a talented musician drummer. I enjoyed the practice time. I almost enjoyed oh, yeah. that too much, you know, yeah. to the point it was like, I could just practice all day and forget the live scenario. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. 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 Awesome. I love that, man. Well, I heard uh, I heard somebody say, I can't remember who it was, but they said, anytime you see someone who is doing great things, know that there was a massive amount, like a massive price of monotony they had to pay to get to where they are. And I think that that's, I think that speaks to that, that you have to kind of love that grind. And I think that's... Malcolm Godwell or... Godwell, whatever it is, yeah. the ten thousand hour rule. Oh yeah, um, it it takes ten thousand hours to, and I I so heartedly believe that. Yeah, I, yeah, I believe that to. Yeah, you couldn't tell me otherwise. Like, right. I truly believe that it takes ten thousand hours to master a craft. Sure. And the problem is now is like, you go on the internet, <laughs> or go anywhere else, and. People are trying to master twelve different crafts. It's never gonna happen. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a I had a friend that was telling me he was talking about the kind of this like 
this thing that Tony Robbins said, which I, if you if you're into Tony Robbins, you're into what he does. That like that's cool. I got nothing against him, but he kind of made this point. Like I don't want to just do one thing. I want to do like eight different things at the same time. And for me, I kind of like. I've always been kind of the person, and maybe you're similar to this way, but like I've always been like more of the Cortez thing where it's like burn the boats and like get rid of the options because I have one thing and I'm going to do it as best I can rather than trying to like excuse the, uh, the, the, the crassness of it, but it was like, you know, it was the Ron Swanson like whole ass one thing, don't half ass two things, you know? <laughs> and I just remember thinking like, that's so funny, but it's so true. And this idea of like, I don't want to have eight different things that I'm doing. I want to yeah. be good at one thing. And you know, what's crazy is like, you get, I think maybe you probably understand this too, but like for me, like logo and branding identity has always been like my bread and butter with design. And I kind of noticed that if I get really good at that, I can work from home for the rest of my life because right. people will seek out that expertise from right. someone because at the, if if I'm really skilled in in logo branding and identity that kind of thing I don't necessarily need to work full time because I can make on a logo and a brand I can make you know half a month's salary on one you know one one brand and then if I did if I did two to three logos a month I'm I'm killing it you know in, in a in a not a, like a you know make a million dollars killing it sense but like I'm doing well you know right you're and supporting so, it. you're the 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 joy for creative should be um, getting to do what you love, not not doing, not getting paid for what you love. Right. Yeah. Getting to do what you love and yeah. not getting paid for what you love. Uh, there's two separate things. Yeah. So yes, you should get paid for what you love, mm-hmm. but if you're solely focused on getting paid for what you love, it's going to be short lived. Yeah. Because again, it's all those hours when no one's looking. That's right. Of grinding it out, mm-hmm. and then. I just watched that um, uh, what's that movie with uh, Lady Gaga and, and um, oh Stars Born yeah okay he said that line in that movie he said um, you have something to say in your songs and then I start thinking about like all the people that I admire as musicians or brand branding or I- anything in that and it's going they had something to say that was different. And yeah. so now, in my life right now, I'm trying to search what that is. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is Absolutely. it like? I've just kind of, you know, in the church world, you kind of play rinse and repeat. You a, a lot bit. of, you a know, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it's hard to deviate yourself from playing this song because you have to play it that way, right? Right. So now, what do I have to say? And I'm starting to realize, like, I have a lot of knowledge when it comes to MD to the table and mm-hmm. I have a lot of knowledge how to put bands and um, people together, whether that's, <coughs> excuse me, secular or worship. Sure. Yeah. Putting bands together and really collaborating on an experience and mm-hmm. not just playing a song. Right. You. <laughs> I think that was one of the questions we were asked to answer. Like, how come we're not reaching these certain people? And it's like, because they want an experience, not a presentation. Right. <laughs> right. right. And I think, yeah. Yeah. And so how, how do you. How do you have something to say with who you are? Because that would be the most beautiful thing in the world. We all as creatives have something to say. We all come from different backgrounds, whatever that is. How do you bring that to the table? Well, you exercise that muscle mm-hmm. of continuing to put out and, and do things. You you know, like yeah. and um and finally your brand, your style, who you are, you'll have something to say. Yeah. Um so I hope for everybody that we figure out what it is that we want to say. This podcast, I'm 
I love this thing. Yeah. I want to be on more. Yeah. Um, well, I'll have you back. Absolutely. I yeah. want. I wanted to ask the, the, the MD thing. Was that something that you fell into, or you realized you kind of always desired knew. it a little uh, bit more? Uh, as as I was drumming, I was never just listening to what I was doing. I was always listening to what everybody else was doing. Right. And I'm gonna credit Adam Blackstone. Um, he's an MD for everyone you can think of. Okay. Uh, just look him up, Adam Blackstone. Uh, can't believe I'm giving a shout out, but I'm doing yeah. it. He he just. He, He's incredible. Yeah. Um, MD to me is not just music director where you just put together these um, musical creative things. You, okay, so can I explain MD just a Absolutely. little bit? It, Absolutely. You know, that role is like, to me, in my opinion, is taking a record that an artist has recorded and translating it live. When you hear something versus when you see something, completely different, sure. right? Um, the way that something is on a CD or, or MP3, the way you hear it, um, should feel completely different from then the way that you play it live, right? You need to put some things in there to captivate your audience to keep it going. Now, obviously, most people want to hear the record the way that it, they heard it, right? Of course, yeah. But still, they... and <clears throat> This time, they definitely want other aspects to be happening to, to take it over the top. Because when you're seeing something, you can't just sit down and play it anymore. Right. So, <coughs> excuse me. Um, music director's job should be to take that take that recording and amplify it live. So that's that should be my job in the sense. But to me, it's some other steps. It's getting band members to camaraderie, be together, and listen to each other. Yeah. It's getting them to see more than just what they're playing and what licks or things that they can do and get them to see what's happening all the way around them. Sure. From the lights to the cameras to the other musicians in the band. Um, when you're contracting, you're going into a situation um, alone versus a band, you've got to get these collective individuals who've worked their tail off by themselves to this point Without any help, they haven't been in you know any bands. They mm. didn't make it as a band. They made it by themselves, and you got to get them to believe and be on the same page of this is where we're going. Mm-hmm. And it's more than just you're making your check or whatever. Yeah, you're trying to take a group of orphans and make them a family. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <coughs> Sorry. No, you're um, good. Now. So. You got to be able to take those five sets of individual musicians who call come from different backgrounds or whatever and however they got here and now take it and merge the band members to the artist to the sound guy and make it all come out as one. Right. I, I look at these bands that are huge right now and you can start to see what live bands are killing it. You know what I mean? So like Khalid, mm-hmm. his live band is three piece. Right. Keyboard, drums guitar i think they have a bass player i'm not sure but yeah so good yeah so tight and it's not because they're just great musicians they understand the vision of Khalid. yeah you know what i mean absolutely and yeah and bruno mars sure yeah, yeah yeah they understand the vision of bruno and they have a party with him his mm-hmm. whole thing is a party oh it is yeah you know like so it's like these guys going all right and then you know i'm gonna go to another artist maybe um 
I can't think of any off the top of my head, but those two are, are okay, Beyonce. Sure. Girl power. When, yeah. She's got incredible musicians, but they understand the vision. So it's more than just those MDs have to understand the vision of the artist. Mm-hmm. And even in church, because um, I mostly play in church right now. Right. So I have to understand, I want to meet the congregation where they are, and I want to help that worship leader do that through the band members. Yeah. So if they want to do another course, if they want to extend a section, if they feel like they need to talk, I have to be able to make space to do that. And we have to read that together in the room, right? It's all about emotion when it comes to creativity. Mm-hmm. Because creativity and artistry and anything that you love connects with you emotionally, right? That's right. Um, or visibly, really emotionally. It hits you in some way, right? You know what I mean? And if you can do that live or, or on a recording or through you see something, it sparks something in you, that is the meaning to me of an MD, is yeah. being able to capture that spark of emotion live, right? Yeah. They've done something on the record that, that sparked emotion and it went huge. Now we got to go live and do the same thing. And it's yeah. 10 times more than just playing the record, yeah. right? So Yeah. And are you, I've heard in this expression before with the, with the MD, I've heard from just a couple other people that I know, but one of the things is, is also like, it's this constant battle for creating the same experience from somebody who's regardless going to run up to the front of the stage and jump up and down and scream and love every moment of it to the guy who's been doing it year after year after year, who's never raised his hands, who's never closed his eyes, who's never. And so I feel like that is like one of those things. that's like a constant battle of like, you got to merge the middle. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you got to merge. And I would actually lean (laughs) towards, um, this is me. I would rather be in a room where everyone isn't all the way there than in a room where (laughs) everybody's, all the way there, but you can't tell who's serious and who's not. Oh sure, yeah, 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 yeah. So like, absolutely. I'd rather. That's why. I, that's why I was. I'm always like, you know. Sometimes I love being in the opening band because you got to work for it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you yeah. gotta. And if an opening band can turn a crowd, it, that is. I've been at live shows where I've been in an opening band and they just blow. And you're like, what? And it's yeah. It that experience, that emotional experience live, is so good for the right. soul. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, you got to merge this middle yeah. and that's, <laughs> how do you do that? Yeah. Um, it's not just one thing. It's several things and you can't rely on just one thing. You can't rely on just the musicianship or just the lights or just your backgrounds or whatever. It's all got to come together. And that's what I'm saying. There has to be, I'm not really a vision person. I'm more of a, um, facilitator oh sure yeah right yeah but i the more i say that the more people around me are going but you are a vision person i think i think what (laughs) i've noticed about you is that you aren't necessarily like the creator of the vision but once it's once it's delivered to you and you understand it you have so you are so good at the ability of just going okay cool i'll get everybody on the same page you know how to do it yeah so (laughs) if i have if I know where we're going, okay, let's say an artist comes to me or a church or whatever that is yeah. says, hey, we really want to reach the people that don't know about this. Sure. Oh, okay, cool. All right, lighting guy, can we 
band. We need to, mm-hmm. and we're going to tell a story all the way through that. The greatest concerts I've ever been to have been telling stories, right? Yeah, absolutely. An emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I, it. Getting back to our question, it's yeah. definitely merging the middle. But the thing is, and the hard part is, there is no certain. What do we want to call it? There is no certain formula to do that. You know what I'm saying? That's the crazy part. That's the hard part. That's the fun part. Is yeah. creating your own formula and your own feeling to, to reach people. Because simply, to put it in layman's terms, when you write songs, everybody goes through the same emotions. Sad, happy. It's true. And it's yeah. just how you interpretate that emotion is how you connect with people. Your version of sad may hit this section of people that are sad. Right. Your version of happy may hit. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to ask you what currently right now when it comes to music, maybe it's emptying, maybe it's just people that you look up to, what are you currently inspired by? Like most most recently, what is, and I know that's such a funny question because sometimes you ask that to people and they immediately go blank. It's like, hey, what's the most recent movie you've watched? And people are like, Right, and they completely right. forget. Right. So, but I mean, it could be anything. It's, it can be a book. It can be a leader. It can be a, you know, whatever it is. What are you inspired by lately? Um, Adam Blackstone. And, and okay. really like the way that he maneuvers uh, band members. Because he's, he's always playing with different selective groups, right? Sure. From Justin Timberlake to um, Janet Jackson and all wow. in between, right? And yeah. those all, the, all those bands have standing members in them maybe a standing drummer or a standing guitar player and the guys that have been there with that artist forever and he comes in and now he's the md right Mm -hmm. and so being him listening to his musical ability the way that his transitions and the way that he formulates um expressive parts in music that make musicians like me say "Ooh," and non-music people that are just there for the show that don't care about all the hits and pops still Mm -hmm. be like this is different than the record, but still so close to the record that I'm still getting the purity of what I love. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, classical music. Um, I don't I know really listen. Yeah, yeah I don't really listen music. to regular stuff in my car. I listen to yeah. classical music all the time. Yeah. Um, that because you get a lot of like tune inspiration yeah. from those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I really feel like any music is that's going to be the farthest spectrum of like going all over the place and then if you can simplify some of those patterns or runs or things yeah it would be great and then uh that's probably it right now i can't really think of anything else that i mean i'm always on youtube looking at something sometimes but yeah what do you, so you mentioned that you have a room in your house that you yeah. reserve pretty much for only work. So you have that and then you have, you know, like I know that you're a reader, you love, you love reading. What's your, what would you say like in the, maybe the last couple of years has been like a technique for you to stay fresh when either you feel worn out or you feel, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's the kind of that laziness versus motivation. Maybe you have one of those days you're just not into it, but you know you need to get there. Do you have any kind of technique that, that you've put in place in your life? Maybe it's accountability, you know, whatever it is, that kind of keeps you in that place of excitement, stay hungry, kind of like that, that thought. Um, two things. One, either go outside, because I believe sunshine and just walking and yeah. clearing your mind. What, whatever makes you not want to do it, your mind is bogged down with something. Mm-hmm. So clear it. Yeah. Go take a walk, whatever. Or... Yeah. I will play my favorite song that happens to be of that time 
So I'll just that just puts me in a great you know that's awesome. You're you're jamming in your office to your yeah. favorite song. Kind of helps you set up for something that maybe you don't want to do, right. but you get to and then I kind of go back and forth between that. I'll do the thing I don't want to do, go back to playing my favorite song. Yeah, the thing I don't want to do, and even some of that creativity of playing with my favorite song or favorite songs is getting seeping into something I don't want to do. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, outside and just playing something that I already love. Um, and then I think the only other thing is just talking to myself. I think everybody does that sometimes. I'm the same way, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm straight the same talking to like, you yeah. got to do this. Yeah. This is the part. This is, this is, and I'm always saying, like, this is the part that they don't see. Yeah. You got to do this. Get yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. You know? So. I completely, yeah. I am definitely that way, especially in the mornings. I find that I'm like, while I'm, especially if like my wife is up and gone already, I will like, I'll be up and I'll shower, start to get ready. And I will just be walking out the house while I'm prepping my coffee, while I'm getting my lunch ready, while I'm letting the dog out, whatever. I'm just talking to myself about like, what do I need to do today? What's going on during this week? You know, today I was talking to myself, okay, Zoran's going to be here at two. I got to have all the recording gear ready to go. I got to have, definitely got to have a candle going. Like, <laughs> yes. you know, all these things. I just was like, I knew that I was, and, and you know me, like I love my thing is, is I love to curate spaces and places. Like I love kind of that. And I don't, I don't know if that has to do with graphic design in my life, but I've always loved this idea of creating a space that feels homey, that yeah. feels small, that feels warm, and not warm like temperature, warm like inviting, you know, that kind of thing. Because I feel like this podcast, like I'm going to be in this room a lot more now. And so I, my goal is to create a space that everybody just loves to come into. And so, but sorry, that was a rabbit trail from like, but in the mornings, I, I definitely am talking to myself about like my day, about what I got to get done, what freelance jobs I have on my plate, where I, you know, what meetings I may have, that kind and, of stuff. And somewhat treating it like a, like a nine to five by, I get up at the same time mm -hmm. every day. I yep. don't allow myself to sleep. Yep. You know, you, you just, that's what I'm saying. You have to be motivated to work yeah. on your own. Cause oh if you gosh. don't, you'll slip so fast, mm -hmm. it'll be gone. So I wake up the same time. I, and whether I'm working yeah. i'm still up at that same time exactly um even if i'm just jamming or, or hanging or whatever sure, yeah. you know i'm up yeah you you're up you're getting your brain going that yeah. kind of thing yeah. definitely i completely agree with you I'm, I'm usually up my goal is to always be up by seven like every, yeah. every morning that's my thing and and i know there's people out there like i've got my my brother i talk about who's a crossfit coach he's up every day at like you know four so like i don't Gosh. you know i don't say that like i never be like seven is so early but like i i do my best to get out of bed at seven because i feel like in that space I've got an hour to get my get my brain going, grab my coffee, you know, and, and maybe have a, a few minutes to look at like the schedule for the week and, and what what projects I may be tackling. Um, uh, this is a fun one. I wanted to ask you, what do you think about, you know, where you are now uh, when it comes to music, creativity? What 10 years ago, like if you could if you could talk to yourself 10 years ago, what's maybe one thing that you that you the knowledge you would hit yourself with or or say you know, prepare or, you know, I don't know, something that you would have said to yourself maybe 10 years ago? I would have told myself to trust myself in my mm. ability. Yeah. I would have told myself to branch out. You know, I feel like I'm playing bass and keys way late. I should have branched out earlier um, because I always knew that I had that empty mind. Um, and I just would have told myself uh, to be myself and allow myself to not try to be like anybody else, which I, I didn't ever really have an issue with but you start to go down lanes and avenues of you know you this saying the books you read the people you surround yourself with is mm -hmm. the person you'll become That's so right. as you 
grow up and you have different communities, you start going down lanes and you know what I mean? I wish I would have, sometimes I can be a chameleon in a group and just kind of oh, sure. go with what the group's going with and you know what I mean? Instead of a group and me accepting who I am and that's my contribute, you know, to the group. Sure. Oh, this guy like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So yeah, just to trust myself really. Yeah. It, that's I it. Like because, that because I'm trusting myself now and who I am and my capability mm-hmm. and I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I'm not trying to be anybody else but me. Yeah. And and people are enjoying it. So I just wish I did. But yeah. Yeah. That's it. I think kind of the same thing. I think I would have would have told myself to trust myself a little bit more. Um, I wanted to uh, I wanted to kind of observe something. But when we used to work together about you know a year ago ish, I remember one of the things that you really taught me and that I'm eternally grateful for is that you were constantly wanting to better yourself as a leader. Um, and I think that pours kind of into your, your MDing and being able to discover different strengths in people. But one of the things I remember that I still carry with myself today is this idea of, and I think it's a book, but maybe it was just something someone was teaching you, but it was this idea of the 30,000 foot perspective. And it was like this idea that I constantly would come to you and I'd maybe be super bummed about something or I'd be, I'd just be mad about a decision that was made. Um, and you would remind me, but, but remember, like, don't like understand that there's a chain of command and you're looking at one single facet of that. And so I'm getting bent out of shape at this person, but who knows who they had to answer to. Um, and so I, I, I wanted to ask like your, and I, your work ethic comes from your mom. You talked yeah. about, but like what kind of a standard of excellence do you hold yourself to in, I guess maybe, maybe when you step into, um, MDing for a place you've never been or MDing with people that you've never met, that kind of thing. Do you, is there a certain myself? Standard? Yeah. Yeah. Within yourself. Is there like a certain standard of excellence that you, that you, that you hold yourself to in a, in a certain leadership role? Let, let me say this calmly on this mic. So <laughs> we get close to the mic so everybody can hear me. <laughs> um, to a place that you, you, no one will be able to go. You, you're not going to the, my standard. You're not right. even go, you're not going there. Yeah, and the the reason I say that you're not going there, one, because it's my own world, two, it's so high and so ridiculous. Um, I'll, <coughs> I'll, gosh, I'll never get there. Yeah. Um. And three, I'll always strive to get there. Yeah, I like it. I like yeah. trying to go. I like putting on that spacesuit mm-hmm. and I <laughs> drive up there and I yeah. fly up there and I get real close sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm real far away. Sometimes I land and then I f- fly right back. You know, yeah. like, and what I mean by when I land is I had a great day. Right. I hit all my check boxes because I truly believe too, like, if you don't have great days, if you're always just beating yourself up, you're, you're not going to get anywhere. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> you're going to keep selling yourself short. <clears throat> you have to have great days in order to have bad days. You have to be excited for what you've done and things that you've done and appreciate things that you've gone through in order to push yourself more. Because just beating yourself up gets you to never feeling like you've accomplished anything in your life. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if I walk into a situation where it's my first time there, um, you you know me from this, mm-hmm. and I can say this comfortably because you've seen it. Yeah. I am the first person in the door, and mm-hmm. I'm the last person out. That's absolutely right. Every time. 
Yeah. So if if it's a new situation, I'm really the first person in the door. That's right. And I'm the very, very last one out. Mm-hmm. Because I want to show integrity to the situation. I want to show knowledge to the situation. And just out of human nature, I don't want to miss nothing. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. I don't want to miss, I don't sure. want to feel like I missed anything. I want sure. to walk out early and feel like I missed a conversation or um, not that I have to be a part of every conversation, but mm-hmm. miss something important. Because again, anything that creatives do, you're dealing with people. So if you see a conversation happening somewhere, mm-hmm. And you know that can affect the next time you walk in because someone is complaining. You might overhear something or you might see something. or That's why it's like as a creative in a new situation, get there early. Yeah. Feel out. That's why I, I like you so much. I was yeah. going to say something else and then I was going to say something else, but I would have gotten in trouble <laughs> on the podcast. Like you so much yeah. because you're very much in tune with vibing the space. Yeah. That's important. Mm-hmm. That's so important for you in any space to get in there and it's not yours to I just I <laughs> I truly believe that is part of the creative process and you being successful in a situation. Because as creatives, we got to be comfortable. Yeah. I'm just sorry. Yeah. Um now n- yes and no we have to be comfortable. I love being uncomfortable and like Pushing myself, yeah. you got to be comfortable in a way that says I can do this, yeah. and that's getting there early, yeah. And knowing the space, meeting people, and feeling like you're part of the situation, um, because just coming in, putting your putting your thing down, or getting your and just start working, you're missing. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of the meticulous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying, folks. (laughs) You're missing a lot of the meticulous detail that'll help you be successful in that situation. Yeah. Right? And then once you've been there over and over, then it's, you can kind of, you know what I mean? But I just don't like missing those meticulous details, those conversations, those, the way people come in, seeing them come in, greet them and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So my standard is... I can't even, I don't even know what it is because it's so high, it's not even funny. And people yeah. that know me know that. Yeah. I, I, I constantly, and you know that. I beat I myself up. Um, yeah. I hold people sometimes to that standard you without do. telling them, like, I don't expect you to make it there. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to make it there. I just want you to give me 50% of what your standard is, right? And act like you care. Because the biggest thing about in a creative situation is, Walking into something where people are just going through the motions. Yep. Sorry, I don't want to be part of it. Right. I don't care if I'm making $4,000. And I can comfortably say this. $4,000 in a situation versus three hundred. But the 4000 everybody just comes in, does it do it, and leaves. No, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Right. I, I'm not going to be a part of that. Yeah. I'm going to go to the 300 where everyone's invested. They're doing a little bit more than what they should be doing. Because they want to make the situation better. Because I right. guarantee you that 300 is going to turn into 800, going to turn into 1,000 because everyone's pushing forward. Right. They always say, in creative land, there's three things that make you land, and it can be in graphic design, whatever. Yeah. The hang, right. the money, and whatever it is you're doing. 
So yeah. if it's music, graphic design. You got two of the three. That's what makes you stick in a situation. So the hang's good and the graphic design is good. The money's good and the hang's good. The... <laughs> The music's good and the money's good. You know, now that one's a little hard one because yeah. if the hang's not good, <coughs> um, sort of difficult. But yeah. 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 No, I, I like that perspective a lot. And that's, I think that that's, I was, <laughs> I think I always was, I would laugh at you if ever I got to see you kind of in those spaces because you are, when you get into that zone, you are so... You, you do like I've seen you I've seen you hold yourself to that standard and that because I think it's I think it, it just matters so deeply especially if you're going to be like the leader the leader like you that it doesn't matter what the reputation is and I think even when people when they see that work ethic it builds the reputation like it absolutely if, if they're like yeah Zor, I mean you know I know Zoran he's like a, he's a cool dude fun you know fun to hang with but like you know, constantly late, doesn't get there, like that kind of thing. That isn't, that's a shaky reputation because they may be like, oh yeah, he's, you know, he's cool to, he's cool to play a couple songs with, but like the dude just kind of shows up and just kind of does his thing and he leaves. But if you understand like, no, 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 Zorn's there before everyone. And like, he's, you know, showered, shaved, ready to go. Like he's at the keys already. He's got his in-ears in. And, he and I'm going to greet you when you come in. Exactly. I'm going to make you feel welcome into exactly. a situation yeah. that, that maybe you had a bad day. I'm yeah. going to take that ease off with me not even knowing what's happened in your day. Exactly. Right? Maybe you yeah. Maybe you tell me, maybe you don't, yeah. right? <laughs> but with me being the first person in the door and the leader of the situation, yeah. I'm going to ease all your mind and say, man, this is going to feel great today. Yeah. I need this. Yeah. More than I'm late, I'm coming in, I'm frustrated, now I've yeah. aired all that out, you yeah. know? So, and I think one of the things, I don't know if we would, I, I mean... I'd admit it, and it doesn't make me better than anybody else, but I know that as a creative, and I think we all kind of harbor this, doesn't matter what, whether it's keys, guitar, bass, drums, graphic design, animation, what lights guy, sound guy, every creative longs to feel valued by other creatives. It's yeah. such a big deal. And to know that an MD or really any, I mean, it can be, you know, I, I'm really excited because I've got a few of my graphic designer buddies who are going to be on the, the podcast, but... I love the fact that I have friends that do graphic design alongside me that some of them I would even say are better than me, but we still value each other's talent in different respects. And yeah. to me, that is so cool rather than going like, yeah, that's my buddy so-and-so and he's like way better than I am. Like I could never, you know, it's not like that. It's like this idea of like, no, 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 you all have strengths that you all bring different things to the table. Yeah. And I think as creatives, we maybe spend too much time thinking about what we don't bring to the table instead of looking at what we do. It's that thing of you have something to say. You all, we we all have something yeah. to say because we all come from different things. Yeah. It's just finding out what that is and going for it. You know what I mean? And really nailing it. So it's that it's going back to that same thing. But gosh, I love this space. Mm -hmm. I God, man. Purpose. So you, I wanted to actually, I wanted to bring, because it's been, I mean, this has been really, really good. I wanted to laugh a little bit. So you, I was watching you on Instagram. Don't make me laugh. I'm going to start coughing. Right. right. I'm, gonna, I'm trying not to make you like break, crack up, but it was so funny because I heard you mention it before. But one of these things that you've, you've turned me onto that like is a new like thing that it, it's a figure of speech, I guess, but you were on your 
your Instagram or yeah, Instagram story and you're going live and it was, I think post Sunday, you know, after, after, and you were like, one of the things that drives you crazy is when people mail it in. Like, and I, for, so to the person that doesn't know what that means, can you, I deleted that Instagram (laughs) post, yeah, because I was definitely talking about somebody. So definitely talking about somebody. So we don't have to name names, but define for people who don't know what mailing it in, define what that, what that looks like (coughs) to you, to you. So I would definitely say, um, let's go backwards quickly. Okay. As a creative, there's an emotional aspect to what we do, Mm -hmm. right? We bring, sadly, we shouldn't, but sadly, we bring our emotions into our work. We do. Because we're, you know. Yeah. And um, if you aren't the type to air out your emotions with your team and let them know offhand you're having a bad day. I'm struggling with this. No, help me through this. You're going to get to a place where you're disgruntled or you're mailing it in, right? Mm-hmm. When we're happy or when we're having a great day, we bring that into our grave. So mailing it in is this, is walking into a situation knowing you could do a lot more to help and... <coughs> Make that situation better, but you sit back and do the bare minimum. You do only a little of what you know so much of because, and again, it all goes back to the same thing. You're a bad day. Mm-hmm. Somebody said something to you. Yeah. Something happened right before you came, and you didn't have to do that. Now, not everybody's like that. I'm not going to say the whole right. world like that, but sure. most of us bring that situation into our creative aspect running sound playing an instrument we've had a bad day we're checked out we're mailing it in i'm just i'm i'm not gonna go fix my tone the way i know it should be because i'm having a bad day right i'm not that happens to everybody in the world but in creative i feel like that can't happen because you not doing that just affected 55 other things yeah to make that situation yeah. could have been yeah. 100 today. And it could affect a room of 2,500 right, people. Right, yeah, right, sure. And just that one, that's why it's like you go to these shows and and you, these artists, and they allow space. And that's what I'm saying, being the first one there, they allow space and time for them to absorb the room and air out some of that mm-hmm. bad juju of the day because we know that we take that into play, right? Yeah. Um, you get these rap artists or whatever that walk off stage or whatever. That's emotional, yeah. <laughs> you know, or you're playing terrible or you, you just did a, all that stuff should be in the comfort of your workspace, your yeah. bad days. And, and that's that muscle of when you're having a bad day, being able to create. Okay. So here's a great thing. Yeah. It, when, when you're having a bad day and you're in your workspace and you still push yourself to create and maybe it was good. Getting that muscle every time, you start to get good from great, and then your great becomes amazing. Yeah. Right? So now you go from you're, you're okay when you're, when you're happy, and then your good is good, to then when you have a bad day, and you, you stretch that muscle, and you keep going, you push through it. Now your good is great, yeah. and your great's amazing. Yeah. You just keep up in your level, right? Yeah. So now your emotional state of creativity doesn't affect it as much. But the gap between you being upset and you being on your game 
ain't that much anymore, right? right? It's yeah. not this big, humongous thing, right? Yeah. It's this little thing. So people around you, you can hide it more. People mm-hmm. that, you know, incredible art, people around you will say, that was so good. And you're going, that could have been great, but I'm just not yeah. really there today, yeah. right? It's right. not just... Hey, what happened? We were getting like some good stuff, and this is really terrible today. Like, yeah. And now you got to have a conversation. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Sure. Yeah, I think we, I think we encountered that working together a lot. As as far as like, that was one of those things. I think, I think I was affected by that just sometimes because I think that as a creative, I had, um, I think in a sense, I was confident in the vision that I would try to portray with a few things, but it was almost like for a while that wasn't what anybody wanted like they they you know and so I and that's a different situation yeah. for oh, definitely because because yeah. that's uh the easiest way i could put it was you were creating something that was you were never going to push the bounds anyway it, it was already locked in stone sure. you know what i mean it was yeah. already locked in so like yeah. what you were doing could have been used should have been used yeah sorry to say that yeah is already locked in they, mm-hmm. they they had their thing and so that that's the rinse and repeat of sure <laughs> that, that culture yeah <laughs> yeah no definitely i completely agree and i think that i think i don't know man that just, it created for a fun work environment every once in a while though just because it was like you know you and i would get to have great conversation and i constantly still remember and like so miss our friday morning coffee <sighs> Coffee. We should do that now. Adventures from home. We should, man. Absolutely. <laughs> the coffee adventures we'd have because we'd just go on Friday and grab coffee, and we'd be able to. I think most of the time we we talked leadership. I think you and I do a, a fairly good job at trying our best not to, um, not to vent about work when we have to go right back to work. Right. Um, decompress. More yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I think decompress. Yeah, is, is a better word, and I think we I think we did that, and we did it like in a constructive well. way. Because um, I I definitely have found like in. Just in the last, um, coming up on like three years of marriage, and one of the things I've found is that I'm very good at, and I think you and I are, are both fairly good at like this idea of that that gap that you're talking about, yeah. minimizing that gap in a, in such a way that like I'm very much like something you know something will happen with my wife at school, you know, like maybe a, a she was having a bad day, a kid was you know this that or the other thing, but she will tell me all the time how do you how do you jump out of that emotional state so quickly because like. You and me can, like, I know that we, we had experiences where, like, I'd get ticked about something and I'd go in my office, I'd take, I'd light a candle, listen to me some music, design something else for 10, 15 minutes, and I was back to ground zero. Like, and right. I was fine. And it just was, like, this idea that um, I tell my wife, one of the things I ask myself constantly, I ask myself this probably, well, if I'm having a bad day, I ask myself a lot more, obviously, but I ask myself this question in my head, is it worth it? Like, this, and it, it, it speaks to, like, the emotional level of, like, an a moment that may throw me off my baseline or something and yeah. I'll go, but I'll take that moment and go, is it worth it? Like to get upset about this. Right. Is it worth it to let this steal my time? Is it worth it for this to ruin my date night with my wife? Is it worth it for this? You know, and it's kind of this thing and I get to it and always typically nine times out of 10, the answer is no. Right. And so I'll go, oh, I'm, okay. And I'm done. Right. I'm not going to let it. What hills are you choosing to die on? You That's know, right. And, That's right. And which ones matter to you? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's just a different. That would be difficult because with kids and oh, you know sure, what yeah. I mean, like yeah. that. You're in a different boat than I. Yeah, am. <laughs> that'd be hard. That'd be hard to clock out of that. Yeah. Because your wife is thinking about the well-being and Absolutely. their future, and yeah. sometimes that's just like, well, 
like, I wash my hands today because yeah. you don't care. Yeah. We're done today. Yeah. That's hard. Exactly. No, 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 the disconnect is incredibly blurry for her just because she loves what she does. She loves her kids. She's got a class of like the 28, 29 little kids. Um, and yeah, it's it's hard for her to turn that off. I mean, it really, really is hard for her. So, but basically, I mean, we put rules in place over the weekend, like no checking your email, that kind of stuff. So yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah. yeah. Are there are there certain boundaries that you put on yourself, like you know, during? I don't. know, I mean, you you mostly kind of work from home, so there's there's not really a whole lot of like work kind of stuff that you enter into. But maybe there is. Maybe I don't know. What do you put in place to keep yourself maybe in that straight and narrow kind of? Good, good headspace. Uh, I force myself to go out. Yeah, I'm a homebody. I can yeah. be a homebody, so yeah. I'll force myself to go out. Um, and taking breaks. If I don't, yeah. if I, unless I haven't done anything for a straight five days, if I don't feel like it today, I'll sit there and do nothing. Yeah, and that's okay because yeah. tomorrow I know then I'll be ready. Mm-hmm. You know, I've learned. Yeah. That I'll go harder, 10 times harder than maybe what I did. The, yeah. you, you know what I mean? And get a lot yeah. more done. I allow myself to take breaks. Yeah. You got to take breaks. Because if you yeah. don't, then you're just forcing, forcing, forcing something that may not be there. And then you run yourself ragged. You yeah. know what I mean? And if you're, again, the headspace is so important. But sometimes it's the balance of like, I need a break today. And the balance of, no, we got to push through this. And we got to clear this gap right now. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, we gotta, absolutely. got to... Even out this gap a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, take breaks, make myself stop. And then, yeah. and then you know, I kind of set around a ballpark time, but obviously I don't go in there unless a creative thing has grabbed me. Right. And now I'm going. Right. Sure. But, you know, my, my days look very, I made, it's two o'clock. It's two o'clock right now. So I would still be working, but I yeah. came to do this. Right? right. So then that means, and I have a little, cover band gig that I <laughs> sub in for to help me get better at a new instrument that I'm playing. That's fun. Yeah. 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 So, so you create, so, so what I've been doing with my clientele is when it comes to design is my overall goal is for the next like three to five years is to grab on to maybe four to five, maybe six continuous clients throughout the year that like pay the bills, pay the mortgage, pay the, all that stuff. And then I have like, maybe it's just kind of describing what you're doing with this cover band thing is like, I create little spaces and little pockets for me to do the little fun stuff along the way that like help you get hungry, better, yeah. keep me happy, make me get better. Yeah. But that don't have a lot of like, Death or a lot yeah. of a lot of um, maybe risk. Yeah, is, yeah, is the right word. Maybe well, you're taking a risk by doing something you're not comfortable with. But, sure, but a lot of weight to it. It doesn't have a lot of weight. You, you right. and you're not depending on this thing. I'm right. not dependent on this cover band. This is I'm like their third call. Sure, right? you know it's something that it's like all right. It's last minute. I don't play these songs all the time. I'm a little nervous. I like yeah. that. All right, here we go. Yeah. But you better believe I'm gonna be the first one there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, even though it's a bar, I'm gonna kind of feel out my situation. Yeah. <laughs> get me ready, and then we're gonna play. For and sure. I'm just gonna go for it. And I'm not gonna be perfect that night, and I know that. But I'm just gonna push myself to be better. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and I like the I like that you mentioned that you get out and get yourself away, and you and then you take those moments that like could be argued as like well not argued I would say but like that that laziness versus motivation like it's not there's nothing wrong with taking a mental day to just relax yeah. and do nothing and I think that you know it was really I think it was honestly like just 
practically ordained, but like this, right when I left that ministry capacity that we were in, we, Christina and I, my wife had a, like a family vacation planned and we did like five days up in Oregon. We had a house rented with our, with my brothers and wives and stuff like that. And we just took five or six days, I think maybe even a week. And we just, and it was like the, the kind of the beginning of my panic of like, oh gosh, I got to find another job. And then we went on this vacation and I vowed, like, I'm not going to think about it, you know? And I think over that vacation, I realized um, and I didn't let myself design anything. I stayed away from my laptop, all that stuff. And I think I realized in that space, like, oh man, I, I miss, you know, I miss the aspect of like doing what yeah, I really, you gotta, really love. You gotta, you gotta reset. Cause it's, I mean, being a creative, it's already so hard to do this as a living. Oh yeah. You put oh so much pressure on, on paying bills and you put pressure on paying bills. You put pressure on pushing yourself to do something new and fresh and keep up. You put pressure on being relevant in what's happening around you. You put pressure on people knowing you for who you are. And yeah. getting, there's so much pressure in that, that you, you've got to get away to come back and be like, all right, reset. You, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, I, I just went out of town for two days yeah. and it, <clears throat> it brought me right back to my space. Like, Let's go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when you do it, there is no working. Mm-hmm. There is no computer. I leave everything at home yep. on purpose. You, have you know to. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I'll even turn Instagram off sometimes so I'm not even looking at music stuff. Yeah. And you just escape that whole thing. Yeah. And that's you kind of, of in a sense, you a little bit starve yourself. Yeah. And then you get back in your Because creativity hungry. comes from anywhere. Like yeah. taco <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. you get it from wherever. You Sitting, I'm getting creativity by sitting in this room and just having this conversation. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Yeah, which is why I'm create, why I wanted to create this space. Not and not even for. I mean, well, I mean, in a sense, it kind of sounds selfish, but like I just really love conversations, and yeah. I think I think you know that about me because you and I have had many of these. But I think that's why I wanted to create this space is I want it to be dedicated. I think I put on like anchor asked me today. They were like, "What's your podcast about?" And I just was like, "This space is dedicated to meaningful conversations that will spark creativity." Creativity and passion. Yeah. And I think that was, that's like what, that's what I want it to be about, you know, and that's, that's why the room looks the way it is. And I mean, it, you know, it's the, it's I the hope whole, y'all see yeah. this one day. For yeah. The people that guess that come in here. Yeah. It's a vibe. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. But yeah, man. Well, I think that, I mean, I don't know, man. I think we've, we've, we've stretched that muscle a little bit and we've flexed and I feel good, man. This has been a great conversation. I, I love it. I hope, yeah. I hope, you know, I hope creatives around me and around everywhere else, even if you work from home or you work in an office and you you have the ability to stretch yourself, is that you continually grab creative things that come to you. Don't yeah. sell yourself short of saying, no, you can't do something. Like, do it. Um, trust your own self and what you have to say and how you would envision it because you can only get better yeah. at you, yeah. you know? Uh, and have fun. Money, yeah. money, and integrity and platform will always come as long as you enjoy the process of learning and getting better and doing. Yeah. With people not seeing. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. I love that. I love just how organic the conversation has been today. Just because I, one of the things too that I, I remember 
thinking about when I wanted to start this was I don't want it to be bound by a time frame and I don't want it to be bound by, you know, I had some questions set up to you. Gosh, how long has it been? It felt like five minutes. It's a little bit like an hour. It's been oh, a little bit over an hour, I think, is where, yeah. is where we're hitting, which is great. That's kind of, I mean, that's sort of what I was hoping for, but I wanted a space where that wasn't really constricted by time frame because I feel like the best conversations I've had have been on the other side of the set, you know, whether it was questions or um, or, or it just, you know, it started as one topic, but it manifested itself into another one. And I know that, um, you know, I, I definitely wanted to have, uh, well, you specifically, I wanted to have you on the podcast because I've always really valued your leadership skills, the ability that you have to, um, to dive into. Thanks, new, man. To, to, yeah, absolutely, man. Well, no, you know, I mean, I it's just, yeah, I'd, I'd yeah. love this. So I'd. Hope I'm back. Yeah. No, I'm definitely. You got to tell me when this is out. Yeah, I will. I know the, the so we're going to launch May 6th, which is a Monday, but I'm not quite sure what the first episode will be. I think I may have, um, I may release the episode my wife and I did first just because it's like, yeah. it's only like 10 minutes. It's like an intro episode. Um, but I wanted to have, um, you know, almost like a pilot, you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. what's this going to be about? That kind of thing. So, uh, but yeah, man, you'll be, you'll be soon hot on, hot on the heels after that, man. But. Um, but Zoran, thank you for so much for being thanks, here. Thanks. I love you, man. Thank and it's, you. it's good having you here, bro. Yeah. All right. All right. Oh, awesome, man. <laughs>